Yes, all right. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here this morning. We just thank you for blessing your word in Jesus' name. Good Friday, here we are. I want to start by sharing um, an incident that happened recently that the Lord really spoke to me through and uh, draw a parallel because I was praying and said, what am I going to, I, I hate cliche, I hate just going through the motions and, and, and sort of like generic templates. So I, I want the Lord to speak this morning. So I remember at the height of the lockdowns, my wife and my daughter put in a persistent request and that was, we would really like some cats. What a great time to get new pets. Now, now firstly, who, put up your hand if you're a dog lover. Okay, put, put up your hand if you're a cat lover. Okay, so you, you generally find that you're in one or two camps, it's a little bit, bit like, do you like Star Wars or Star Trek? So, and I've grown up with both. We've actually got a, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, um, very delicately called Buff, and, um, and then we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of cats and there's a little bit of a checkpoint Charlie in the middle there. We make sure they don't, you know, not get along. But um, so we, we got these cats and they were very specific because we live in the foothills and I've, I've grown up with cats, you know, uh, when I was younger. And we know that like having an outdoor cat, native birds, all that sort of stuff. So we got indoor cats. So we, we got these, these uh, British blues. And um, if it doesn't look nice, Rachel has not, wants nothing to do with it. And so we got, these, we got these cats and we had to do these protocols of making sure you don't leave the doors open and this, that and the other. And it was, it's a pain. And then people come round, especially my father and my dad was born in a tent. So basically he just leave that open and make sure you close the door and get, get into the kids. And even when no one's home, the kids are open a door, close the door, all these protocols. So anyway, not that long ago, um, and sometimes you, 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 you know that something's wrong is when you put the food out and the, the animals don't come running. And especially with cats, they get in weird places. They could be in a, a wardrobe or something like that. If you've owned a cat and you're thinking, where are they? And then you're searching for hours and you hear this. And it's sort of like, all right, you know, we've got our own little Easter egg hunt here. So, so we, were, we, we, we put out the food and the, one of the cats didn't come back. The, the, the curious one didn't come back. And I contacted Rachel, she's at the law firm, and she's like, I said, we can't find the, the boy, Milo, we can't find him. And uh, anyway, we're looking around the house, because this has happened before. Then she goes, she goes I've looked on the, the, the recorded security camera in the front. When you came in at night during the blackout, because we had, who remembers the blackout not that long ago? Oh, God bless those windmills. And anyway, so, so you, you, pause and meditate. And so pretty much what happened, as soon as I opened the door, the couch, and it was pitch dark. And so what, we, what happened that day is that we just, we left no stone unturned. Because what we saw is once the, the door was opened and on the security camera, I, I was sort of like, I was thinking, that little twit. I'm just, you know, he's, you know I, I, I want everything to work out well, but he just ran out the door, it's sort of his fault. Then we found out on the security camera that all night he just sat in the front yard waiting for us to let us back in. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it was just like this. Just like, and it just all of a sudden, you don't see the cat anymore, you see the kitten like this. And then as soon as it was daybreak, just disappeared. 
So what, what happened was, um, it was a full out, all hands on deck, weatherly emergency. So my wife, uh, we've, we've, the law firm, we've had it for a long time now. I've seen my wife so unwell in the past, like, you know, a, a, a digestive staff or, or migraine, all these, she never misses work ever, ever. Um, and so, so what happened is that immediately she gets in the car, comes home. So what happened is that we start walking the streets and we're looking and you're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, like uh, uh, we, we don't know what we're gonna find. And so the, 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 the kids um, basically, I said, you're gonna have to knock on the doors of the neighbor's house and, and these next few streets. And that's like for them dying a thousand deaths. But they did it, they were knocking on doors, they're walking the streets. Um, and then next thing you know, look, I'm contacting vets, what do you do? And then we get on, found it, there's this whole Facebook thing of missing animals and you're looking at it going, oh no, all right. So you, put, you post after post and then uh, everyone's upset, they're missing the cat, what's gonna happen? Um, my, my wife comes home, and up, apart from looking through the streets, she would just like, sort of like, sit and look at the security camera and then she'd come out, she'd, she'd call out his name with a little, you know, with, with, with food and I was sort of like, my life, like this. And this was all day. Then we've got friends who volunteered to come around and, 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 and do door knocks. And, and I remember, I remember um, Marissa, she uh, 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 um, said, I'll, I'll come around and help. And then at the end of the street, there's a woman, she runs up to her and says, okay, there's this missing cat and, you know, and it's sort of like, have you seen it? And they had a conversation. I'm thinking, wow, if Marissa saw human beings as cats, she'd be an amazing evangelist. <laughs> Just the boldness, the power of the Holy Spirit, you know? <laughs> so, and, 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 we, we, and the next thing you know is that Nikki's putting together these posters with a picture and you look at the picture and you just feel sad. Putting that up everywhere and, and all these things taking place. And w there was no stone left unturned. And everyone was distressed and you had different sort of like things during the day, people came round, and it was almost like a, a combination of a rolling search party and a wake. <coughs> so, <laughs> so what happens, it's, uh, and we said, look, it's, it's, it's getting dark now. Myself and Max go out, we're looking. And then we get a communication from Rachel. She goes, we found him, we found him. So we get home and you can see on the security camera, the daughter, daughter coming and turning on the light. And there's the cat by the back door, like looking up through the glass. And we're like, and then we, we open the door and he's acting a little bit weirded out, you know. All of a sudden he's crossed over to the other side. And he's sort of like, I've seen things I can't describe, <laughs> you know. And, and he's got such a high metabolism he was skinnier than he usually is. You know, one day in the wilderness, it's sort of like, oh my goodness, I'm going back home. And he's just sort of like, you know, for, for those who don't know, cats actually have no facial uh, muscles. You don't know if they're happy, sad or whatever. Sort of like, if they do something wrong, you see dogs doing this. And with a cat, they're like almost defiant going. <laughs> so he walks in the house, like nothing's happened. And then it hit me. He's just walked in to the house, he has no idea the distress he caused, no idea the energy and effort it took, like leaving no stone unturned and how much 
we were in turmoil. It's like, because he could never comprehend that. He just comes in and goes, day excursion, come back. He did smell, who knows what went on. It comes back like this. And this is the full story of the prodigal cat, all right? (laughs) And just that it would never dawn on him whatsoever of what took place, the implications. It's just way above his pay grade. He's just got a little cat brain. And the Lord started to speak to me is that when mankind was lost in sin and separated from heaven, the Lord didn't leave any stone unturned. The distress from the Godhead, the distress at mankind being lost and how whatever it would take to get man back home. Because we, we, it's so easy to go, yes, I, I believe in Jesus and, uh, 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 and, and you know, I'm, I'm of the Christian faith and so on and so forth. But I don't think we'll ever be able to fully grasp the distress it caused the Lord and the love of God which compelled Him to put everything on the line to bring us back into union with Him. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit just gives us these tiny little drops of illumination or revelation where we just start to understand in a tiny measure the love of God. And so, yeah, the old prodigal cat, And what I wanna do is I I, I wanna paint a picture of what actually took place when God sent His Son to die on the cross because there was an exchange and it actually cost Him everything. It cost Him everything. If we can actually put up, if we could put up Isaiah, please. And I'm just going to read it and then just do a little quick paraphrase. It actually said, when Jesus died on the cross, it was vicarious suffering. He did it in substitution for us. For every single person, it says, surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And it can, that can also be translated sicknesses and pains. But when Jesus died on the cross, He bore the punishment that was to be on mankind, actually came on physically and spiritually the Son of God, that He bore them. It wasn't just sort of like, because the, the, the cross to most people is, is an abstraction, but it's actually the the, the the centre point of history, all of history in time pinches in on the fact that God became a man and lived a pure sinless life and died on the cross in exchange for us that if we would receive Him, we would get the the gift of eternal life. And then it's like, this is where where people get lost. Even though He died on the cross for us, we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. In other words, we're going, wow, Jesus really suffered. No, He suffered in our place. It wasn't for Him, it was for us. Next one, please. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment for our peace was upon Him and by His stripes we are healed. Yep. All we, like cats, I mean sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Yep, next one. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Now here's what I wanna focus on. This is really, really strange because you've actually got from the earthquake to darkness to, to people who witnessed the, the actual event of the crucifixion. And Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
And it says here about the Father, it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. In other translations, to crush Him. It actually pleased God the Father to crush His Son. And you're going, wow, why is that? It's because He saw you. He saw you. He knew He was going to pay the very best, not, not, not on, on a material level, but an eternal level. The Lord loves, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever should believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. So God so loved you that He pleased Him to send His Son Jesus to die on the cross. That's mind blowing. And this is why we need in Australia a genuine spiritual awakening. A genuine awakening to to the love of God and what it cost Him and then our appropriate response ability. Our ability to respond to that. We cannot reduce the Lord to a religion. We cannot put Him in 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 the box of religion. The world's changing too quickly all across the world. Even though you would not see that, what's happening in Israel. Massive protests because they wanna change the relationship between the government and the judiciary. You wouldn't see what's been happening in, in, in Paris because they've shifted the goalposts with no consultation. All these different top-down communist realities are taking place in the world. You go, what's this got to do with Good Friday? It's got everything to do with it. Because when we start to receive the free gift of salvation, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to empower and guide us, then we don't become observers of history. We become catalysts to change history, to see the Kingdom of God invade the earth, dispel darkness and to see the manifestation of the glory of God in Jesus' Name. So it pleased the Lord to crush Him. And this is, this is where we, we need to get excited because even though there's a, you know, we are squeezed in here today um, and quite often it's, it's not an unusual phenomena, but there's something about the omnipresence of God where you can be in a massive crowd of people and yet He's just looking at you. He's just, if you can put the, 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 the music pads on please, we're gonna land the plane quite soon. And so there's something about receiving that personal gift. You know, one day we will all stand before God and give an account for our life. We really, really will. You won't be able to hide behind government, family members, friends, sporting associations. There's something about that individual accountability to receive the love of God through the free gift of His Son, who firstly was crushed and bruised on the cross, went into the grave and rose again and ascended and is at the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying for us, and He's our High Priest according to the order of Melchizedek. There's something about His gift that can't be just, yes, it's Good Friday, Yes, I believe in the Christian creed. It actually needs to be personally received. When you hear the good news and then you make a choice to receive it, then by faith you activate the provision and blessings of what it is to be joined to the Lord. And this is why we are celebrating here on Good Friday is because 
Something happened way greater than we can understand. Heaven was turned upside down for you and I. And not because God was wrathful or angry or wanted to judge, because He was looking for you, to, for you to be reunited. But this is what we need to understand. It's something that we not just hear and believe, we need to actively receive it. We're gonna have communion in a moment. But what I want us to do, uh, actually, if you could just grab your communion, wherever it may be. It's been a while since we've been doing it like this. It's the uh, communion in the COVID edition. You got your little, and sometimes it doesn't quite open and then it spills and then this and then this. What you're holding in your hand is proof that God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross instead of you, to take all judgment in your stead so you would actually receive the gift of life. What I want us to do, some of you might have not have done this before, some of you, many of you have, but what I want us to do is I want us as a, as a prayer to the Lord, I'll, go, I'll get you to repeat after me in a second. Is you, you're gonna say, you say, yes, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God and I receive your salvation as a free gift. Can we do that? Don't have to splash your communion over your mate's head. Okay, so, all right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just close your eyes for a minute because we're about to, just celebrate the, the, the cross around the, uh, the elements of, of communion. I want by faith you to see yourself before the Lord and He's not in the grave anymore. He's actually resurrected. He's alive because He is. The Son of God, it actually says in the Bible, if two or more gather together in His Name, He's in the midst of us. So with your eyes closed, I want you to see by faith that the Lord is before you. And then, what I want you to do is I want you to repeat this after me and then we'll have communion. Say this after me, Jesus, I thank You for Your free gift of salvation. I believe that You are the Son of God and You died on the cross for my sins. And I ask You to forgive me and I receive You into my life to quicken me to be born above with eternal life. I thank You now by faith, You live inside of me and I have eternal life. And I thank You for communion in Jesus' Name. Amen. You may have communion.
And then we get to live. The reality is that the gift from God of salvation isn't just a destination, it's a door that opens up to infinite possibilities. And we get the good pleasure to walking out this adventure because it's an adventure for me. The Lord says to live by faith, the just shall live by faith. And we get to see things that are seemingly impossible because we get to live from the realm of the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's exciting. This is why what's happening in the world right now is not our destiny, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And when you realise what the Lord paid for us to be in right standing with Him, and then you realise that there is a free supply, a limitless supply of the Holy Spirit that empowers our vision, our understanding and our faith. So I'll leave it there. God is good. Can someone say Amen? God is very, very good.